I am so excited to be sharing this with you. This has been in the works for almost a year now, and I am partnering together with my beautiful friend and fellow coach, Rosie Shahidi, and we'll be bringing you two days of epic transformation to help you rise above the fear, the doubt, the imposter syndrome, the fear of success, all of those things that are keeping you playing small. We want you to be able to rise up and create the limitless success that I know is available to you in your business. The Rise Up Conference is happening on October 24th and 25th over two full days on the Sunshine Coast at the incredible Surf Air Conference and Event Center. From these two days, you will walk away free from your old limiting patterns, beliefs and stories and ready to become the leader that you are destined to be. And you are destined to be a leader. We'll help you bust through the blocks that are keeping you stuck and stagnant in your business and give you the unwavering self-belief that you need to stop playing small so you can achieve limitless success in your business. So if you want to show up more powerfully online, make offers and ask for what you truly want, be able to go after those opportunities and pitch yourself as the go-to person in your industry with confidence and believe in the value that you offer and start charging what you're worth, then the Rise Up Conference is for you. You'll have more confidence, more money, more alignment, more dream clients, and be able to make more impact. So why not take the weekend away to work on yourself and your business to elevate your results now? Combining the power of the conscious, the subconscious, the heart, and aligned action, you will experience rapid inner transformations that will ripple outwardly in your business. In just these two days, you'll see incredible results in both your business, your life, and your self-confidence. You'll walk away feeling reborn and ready to rise. Tickets are already being snapped up, so make sure you head to riseupconference.com.au to find out all the information and to book your ticket now. The Next Level Life podcast by Christine Corcoran is for all heart-centered entrepreneurs who want to up-level their mindset, motivation, and business to make a positive and meaningful impact in the world today. So if you love what you do and want to hear from inspiring thought leaders and successful business owners where we have real conversations and real connections, then this is for you. I want to assist you in finding the clarity and awareness you need to uplevel your mindset and set your soul on fire to take massive aligned action in your business so you can take your life to the next level. Ready to get started? Let's go. Welcome back to the Next Level Life podcast. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so, so freaking excited for the Rise Up Conference. If you ever get any value out of this podcast, then this two-day conference is going to be taking it to the next level, right? Because it's about putting it into action. It's about actually embodying the beliefs and rewiring your brain so then you can step out and take the action that you want rather from a place of fear, from a place of confidence, So I cannot wait to meet any of my listeners that are going to come along. If you are coming along, make sure that you send me a DM on Instagram and let me know. I cannot wait to meet you. And yeah, this this conference has been literally been coming together for the last year. It's something that I've wanted to do for a really long time. And it's just about being able to create the space for you to be able to have those massive breakthroughs and shifts so then you can show up fully in your business, really powerfully in your business and start to create the abundance. Because one of the biggest things that I'm going to be so excited to be bringing you at this conference is an element of it will be very focused on money mindset. And the reason for that is because if we're going to be successful in our business, then we've got to believe that the abundance is available to us. And when we're stuck in a scarcity mindset, scarcity can show up in so many different ways. A scarcity of what we believe is possible for ourselves, scarcity of possibilities and opportunities, 
scarcity of believing that we will be able to attract more ideal clients, scarcity that we will be able to earn a certain level of income, right? Like there is so much entangled in our self-worth and money that if we don't work on that, then I would be doing you a disservice. There's a whole element of the weekend that we'll be doing on Money Mindset to help you shift any blocks that are possibly keeping you playing small or keeping you playing comfortable. Because sometimes even when I speak to my ideal clients, they aren't necessarily people who do play small. They are high overachievers and they're often not realizing that there's elements of self-doubt and the money mindset is coming from a place of scarcity and doubt and fear rather than from a place of abundance, attraction and possibility. So sometimes we don't even realize that we're sabotaging our own success and where that comes from. So even if you're not sure if you have money mindset blocks, please know that through every time I do money mindset with my clients, there's always something, right? There's always some type of fear or doubt or one of the biggest ones is always usually for my generation is you have to work hard to earn money. And then when we don't work hard, because in this day and age, we don't, we're not doing really hardcore labor, right? So we're not working hard. Then we have a belief system that catapults that which then affects us the way that we show up because we believe that we then don't deserve it and then we end up sabotaging it so anyway we're going to be diving into that in so much depth into the rise up conference so if you want to find out more definitely head to the website riseupconference.com.au and check it out if you have any questions feel free to head over to instagram come find me at christine corcoran underscore coach and feel free to ask any questions okay so today is all about self-judgment Self-judgment is one of those things that we all experience. We judge ourselves harshly. And last week in the five minutes of momentum, I talked a little bit about negative self-talk. Now, this is actually going to another level of that, right? Self-judgment can be quite deeply ingrained and it can cause us to show up from a place of fear and can cause ourselves to judge ourselves way too harshly. It can mean we keep, we keep ourselves in a place of insecurity And we can also then be causing ourselves to work so hard because we're trying to measure up to our high expectations or somebody else's expectations or our measurement of success is so far out into the future or so high that we're actually causing ourselves suffering now. And so today's episode is very much about helping you identify where you're judging yourself too harshly and how you can shift that and start to understand where that comes from. So then you can start to realize where you may be causing yourself to be in a state of suffering. So what I mean by suffering is any form of negative emotion, basically. So when we're in a, self, in a place of self-judgment and we're judging ourselves too harshly, then we can be in a place of comparison. We can be in a place of feeling like we're not good enough stuck in a place of fear or feeling like we're not lovable, like all of these things cause us to have some form of negative emotion. And that's what I call suffering because there is no point to the suffering. Life is about enjoyment. Life is about enjoying the journey and you're allowed to feel good. So anything that takes us away from that is an indication that we're stepping away from who we are truly and stepping away from who we can be. And so I would love to be able to help you recognize where your self-judgment is causing you to dip into the negative emotion of suffering. And then so the awareness will actually help you bring it back to going, okay, so how do I, how can I have much more self-compassion for myself and shift that self-judgment so then I can be in a state of joy, fun, freedom, enlightenment, contentment, happiness, all of those beautiful things that we do want to experience on a daily basis. So where does the self-judgment come from? Now, I mentioned this a little bit in the last week's five minutes of momentum where sometimes the self-judgment can come from 
years and years of judgment, right? So it can be an external judgment or it can be an internal judgment. So, and they often play out on each other, right? So when we have external judgments where it comes from somebody else in our lives, especially when we're very young. So if we've been judged quite harshly when we were young or the expectation from our parents was extremely high and then the the hidden underlying belief system that plays out there is that then if I don't reach that or I don't achieve that or I don't meet the expectation, then I'm not good enough. And so then the self-judgment becomes internal and then we replay those stories and patterns and thoughts continuously and continuously judge ourselves really harshly. So which then actually can create a really deep insecurity, which then affects our self-worth, which then affects our self-belief. And then it takes us away from feeling good on a regular basis. So what I would love for you to do is start to notice, is self-judgment something that you struggle with? Do you find that you end up judging yourself way too harshly when you notice somebody else maybe in your life that lets things go much more easily? Would you like to be able to let things go more easily? Would you like to be able to not take things so personally? So if that's a yes, then definitely this is the episode for you. So, okay, let's talk a little bit about where self-judgment can cause us to fall into suffering. There's things like our high expectations. So when we're young, we have we are literally a sponge, right? So we're learning from the people around us. We're absorbing all their behaviors, their belief systems, their values, their words, like all of it. We're learning. We're literally, our brains are such a sponge that our conscious mind isn't as active, isn't as developed. So we don't have the cognitive ability to be able to question whether this is right for us or not, right? Because our brain hasn't developed enough. So we're taking on board these belief systems from our parents, from our primary caregivers, from the people around us that we need to be mindful of as we go into adulthood, which ones we're adopting, which ones we're taking on board as truth. And so throughout personal development is all about questioning what belief systems are there to serve you and which ones are actually holding you back. So when our parents or our primary caregivers or those around us when we're little have really, really high expectations of us, it can cause us to judge ourselves much more harshly than need be because our parents, especially our parents, were so biologically connected to them and energetically connected to them that we want their love. We want their attention. We want to be seen and heard by them. And so we need to show up as a certain person for them to show us love. So sometimes when our parents show us conditional love it comes from a place of I need you to do this or be this way and then I will show you love now this is not me judging your parents okay and I want you to be mindful that this is about self-awareness and this is about you being able to take responsibility for your own belief systems and thought patterns so then you can change them to better your own life this is not about blame and judgment okay so your parents were doing the best they could with what they had at the time. And usually that was what they were taught when they were young. Okay. So please, no judgment here, no blame. This is just about awareness. And so let me give you an example. When I was young, I remember my brother being judged by my father around the expectation of what it meant to do good in school and academic. Okay. So he would bring a test home. My brother would bring a test home and he would get 98% on the test. And my dad would say, where's the other 2% or whatever it might be. I can't remember the exact, exact situation because I was very little. <laughs> um, but the reason why I'm bringing it up with you here is because this played out throughout my whole family. And then I actually adopted the belief in my teenage years because 
I believe that then for my dad to show me love, I had to be perfect in those situations. So when bringing home results from school, I had to make sure that I showed him the ones that were extremely well done, right? Because that was the expectation. Okay. So it's like, well, why even bring home something where you only achieved 98% when you should have been at a hundred? Okay. So the expectation was extremely high. Now it came from a good place right? I know that my dad wanted the best for us. And I know that my dad was doing the best he could. And it was based on what he was brought up on. Okay. So we have the high expectations that sometimes can be taken on board from other people in our lives. And then we have our life's blueprint. So the blueprint is literally like what we expected to have achieved ourselves by the time we get to certain ages, right? So often self-judgment can come from a place of where we feel like we should be further ahead than we are we should have achieved more than we have we should be certain people we should have you know been able to have the house and the car and the marriage and the babies and all of that sort of thing by a certain age and so we can end up judging ourselves because we haven't achieved or things have gone a different way right so when we start to be aware of those where those expectations are coming from and where that requirement of what we want for our lives and where we believe we should be in any way we use the word should is, is coming from a place of judgment. So starting to notice what is the blueprint that you had for your life that by the time you got to the age that you are now that you would expected to have achieved by now and what are you saying to yourself because of that? So what are you making that mean? Are you making it mean that you failed at whatever it is that you were after? Have you made it mean that you're not lovable because you don't have the relationship that you would like to have or the kids that you would like to have in your life? Have you made it mean you're a horrible person because some certain things haven't transpired the way you wanted them to go, right? So it's just not starting to notice what are some of the blueprints that we had in mind that are causing us to judge ourselves because of us not being at the level that we would like to be or having achieved or had a certain outcome that we were looking for. Now, the other one to consider is also unresolved issues from the past. So if we haven't taken the time to really reflect on certain painful or challenging or uncomfortable experiences from the past, then often we can judge ourselves based on the way that we behaved in a certain situation, the way that we didn't act, the way that we handled a certain situation. And then we can end up causing ourselves a lot of suffering from reflecting on that and having that play out in our minds. We're continuously repeating that and playing out that story. And we're either upset with ourselves, we feel guilt or we feel regret or we're even angry at ourselves for certain situations. So that can then cause us to then self-judge because if we're upset with ourselves or we're angry or we haven't found resolution from a past experience, then the judgment can absolutely come from there. And so in that situation, I would absolutely work on working with releasing the past and working through shedding any of those old stories, because this is the thing. We can't change the past. We can't go back and do things differently. So we must find resolution in that experience. And we must look for the lesson, look for the awareness that it, that it gave you, look for the positives and find some type of element of acceptance and peace so we can resolve those past issues because holding on to self-judgment because of a past issue doesn't serve you well. It doesn't help you to take care of yourself. It doesn't help you show up really powerful now. So by consistently judging ourselves based on past experiences doesn't get us anywhere, right? It only just causes us more and more suffering. Okay. So then the next thing to consider when it comes to self-judgment, because the more awareness we can have, the more we can shift the judgment, right? We need to find forgiveness for ourselves. We need to find peace and acceptance for those past experiences. And the more we can do that, the better it is. And the more 
resolution we can have and start to live our lives from now rather than the past. So the other awareness that I would suggest that you look to is looking at any external judgments that you have. So where do you judge most harshly? Do you judge others? And where, what is it that they're trying to achieve? And what is it that you're wanting that you see that they have that you're noticing, okay? And you're judging them for. So usually when there is an external judgment, there is also an internal judgment. So anytime that I notice myself judge somebody for a certain thing, if I'm judging someone else's success, right? If I'm comparing myself to somebody else or I'm judging a situation or I'm judging an outcome or I'm judging a result, right? I'm starting to look at where I'm judging someone else or something externally. I want to look at what part of myself have I not accepted there? Yeah. So what part of myself am I judging myself for that exact same thing or very similar? The reason why it's causing you to judge externally is because it's triggering an internal judgment. So I want you just to start to notice that. So where do you judge other people in your life or where do you judge other situations or circumstances and start to notice, is that because you have unresolved issues from the past that you need to resolve or is it because you're actually judging yourself the exact same way, right? So usually when someone else is judging, it's because they're judging themselves very harshly. So start to notice like where is that and start to look, use it as a mirror, right? So we're using it because everything is a mirror. Your external is a representation of what's going on internally, So use it as a mirror to start to notice, okay, I'm judging this person because that person was very blunt and very abrupt and kind of a little bit rude. Why am I judging that person? Oh, well, maybe sometimes that I actually do that. And I notice that within myself and I judge myself because I don't really want to be harsh and I don't really want to be abrupt or rude. And that's not my intention for when it comes across. So I need to work on how I communicate better and I'm judging myself for being harshly. So how can I find forgiving words, right? So it doesn't necessarily have to be full forgiveness just yet because sometimes people can really struggle with the word forgiveness because it's sometimes they think that if we forgive, then we're allowing, but that's not true. I think it's more about finding peace. So it's like, how can I find peace and accept that part of myself? It doesn't mean that you won't change it, but the more that you can accept it, you're more likely to come from a place of self-compassion so that you can change it in the future. So start to look for any judgments that you're noticing on the external. So with my clients, so basically from there, once we've noticed the external, once we look at the expectations and the way that we measure certain results in our lives, because often the measurement can also come into play here because if we're judging ourselves based on our blueprint, right? We can't change the past. We can't change. We need to find acceptance for where we are right now and then move forward towards towards what we want in in our lives. Once we've had awareness around the external, because they're very all external things going on, right? So we look at our external world to to look at what is the representation that that's causing on the inside. And then we look to the internal. So the internal is where we look at what are the root causes that are causing us to believe these judgments about ourselves. So the root causes could be some limiting belief systems. So it could be things like, I don't feel good enough. I'm not qualified enough. I'm not smart enough, like all of the enough story. And that is pretty much a universal belief system. It's conditioned in us always throughout everything from, and I talk about this all the time, but you know, society, the world, we're constantly told we're not enough. And so it's a very normal belief system to come up against. So we work on working through releasing that not enoughness story. And then we work on any other fears. So are there any other fear-based belief systems that are causing us to judge ourselves? Because sometimes we actually judge ourselves to keep ourselves safe. So we tell ourselves that we can't do it or we tell ourselves we're not good enough because if we did take that action, then that can cause us to step into the unknown, which then is very fearful. 
and that can cause us to go into a state of fear. So in our brain determines that as high danger. So it's best just to judge ourselves, not take the action and stay safe. So that could be playing out as well. And then the other belief system, which is quite universal, is that if I'm then not good enough at this, then I'm not lovable. And so we work through uncovering any root causes, any root cause situations that have happened in the past. So sometimes that could be dealing with working through the inner child and helping heal any inner children that feel unloved or feel not good enough or feel not seen or heard. So then we can find peace and resolution for those past experiences. So then when we show up in our everyday life now, we can release that self-judgment. Okay, I've gone over so much so far, so I hope you're still with me. Um, So yeah, so recognizing those external representations of our internal judgments, starting to notice where are those internal judgments coming from? Are they our voices? Are they somebody else's voices? Is it past experiences that maybe we haven't resolved yet? So here's some of the things that I would suggest you work on to help release these types of things. You can work on elements of them yourself, and then I would actually suggest you work with a coach to get down to the root cause, because sometimes those things are very well hidden uh, in our psyche, and it's not something that we can necessarily see for ourselves. So some of the things would be, one, to find resolution for those past experiences. So it could be journaling and asking some really great questions to help you uncover what is it about those past experiences that you feel are still causing you to suffer? What, what is it about those past experiences that feels unresolved? And what do you need to believe to be able to release that and have resolution? And is it that you need to be able to heal that part of yourself? Is it that you need to find awareness around what the situation could have been other than the way that we're viewing it? Because often when we have a certain memory and it's very much attached to certain emotions, it's very much colored by our belief system about that experience. So previously on the podcast, I've shared about an experience where I had remember being a teenager and we're on a family holiday and my sisters videotaped me dancing. and I didn't know that they were videotaping me. And then they laughed at me and then they laughed at the videotapes. So we watched it back and they laughed at me and they kind of ridiculed me a little bit and that was a really humiliating experience for me because they were my big sisters and I looked up to them and it was really quite a a memory that I replayed in my mind many times and any time that I would put myself out there that could possibly open me up to ridicule or humiliation I froze so I noticed that that was a past experience that was unresolved and so the way that I that's that's the way that I looked at it right so By journaling on it and working through releasing that past experience and finding resolution in that past experience, I was able to bring it up with my sisters and got their point of view from it. And you don't always have to speak to other people in in the situation at all, but I just chose to. And it was really interesting to see that one of my sisters saw it very differently. She was actually laughing from a place of joy and loved how I could be so free and fun and, and just really enjoy myself. And she wished that she could do the same for herself, which was really fascinating because it was like, well, that's not the way I see it, right? So by hearing that, I was able to have resolution that, hang on a minute, they weren't ridiculing me. They weren't humiliating me. And so now I can look back at it with a different colored set of glasses and allow peace to come through that and allow that to just be a fun time that yes, we have on video and it's pretty funny. (laughs) So it's like allowing ourselves to find resolution for past experiences so we can release that hurt and release that pain. So we no longer have to relive it. So I would suggest, yeah, journaling on that past experience, 
questioning it, thinking about what could the other side of it be? Is there anything else that that could mean? If we have attached a certain meaning to that past experience, then maybe it's about highlighting what are the other parties involved and what could it have meant from their perspectives? And just starting to even consider that is opening up different possibilities in our brain, which then is allowing us to have a different form of memory of that experience, which sometimes actually helps to release a little bit of the emotion, okay? Now, in a situation where I would work with a client, I would actually work through some NLP processes to help clear the emotion attached to it and rewire the meaning of it, as well as release the attachment to it. Because when we're replaying it in our mind so many times with highly emotional states, it can cause us to latch on to the meaning of it. And then that creates a limiting belief system that then holds us back for the future. So we actually work on releasing that. Okay, so what I, that's the first suggestion. So obviously work through any past experiences, then work through your high expectations and your blueprint and start to find resolution there as well. So where are your high expectations coming from? Could you ease those expectations and find ways to find joy along the way? Because often we don't allow ourselves to experience joy as we're achieving. And we think that we once we get to a certain ex- expectation, once we meet a certain result or measurement, that's when we will actually feel happy or joyful or content. Whereas how can you find joy in the journey and find ways to experience contentment along the way so then you're not waiting for that expectation? Because once that's met, I guarantee you, it's very fleeting. It doesn't hold very long, right? It's about enjoying all elements of your life rather than just achieve, 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 achieve. And then once you've hit that, then you celebrate. It's allowing yourself to enjoy the journey along the way. So one way to do that is to practice an element of self-acknowledgement. So every step of the way is stopping and asking yourself, what would I like to acknowledge within myself that's gotten me to where I am right now? So let's say you're halfway to one of your goals. What's one thing that you can acknowledge yourself for that's gotten you to where you are right now? And you may think, or my courage, or my tenacity, or my go-getter attitude, or my consistency, or my ability to get back up every time I've been knocked down, right? And starting to acknowledge that within yourself helps you to feel content and happy within yourself right now without actually having to wait for that achievement to feel good. And then that leads to obviously how you celebrate your successes, because if we're constantly putting ourselves in a situation where we're waiting and we're always after the next thing, the next thing, the next thing, and then once we achieve those things, we're then focused on the next thing after that, then we're actually putting off our joy for so much time. Like depending on how long it takes for you to achieve your goal, you could be putting it off for six months, 12 months, like such a long period of time. Like what's the point of living life without experiencing joy along the way? So it's like, how do you celebrate your successes or how do you celebrate your milestones? And do you take the time to acknowledge how far you've come? Do you take your time to celebrate yourself and acknowledge yourself for what you've done and how you got there? And then taking that time to truly celebrate yourself, right? Rather than actually go, oh, yep, now it's done. Now we go to the next thing. We go, no, no, we stop and we take time and we reflect on everything that took to get there, everything that you overcame, all the lessons that you learned along the way, all the challenges that you moved through, like all of it, and really acknowledge yourself and stop and enjoy it, right? A lot of high achievers really struggle with this part, but the more you do it, the more abundance and opportunities come your way because the more you celebrate it, then you're actually allowing yourself to be in a really high vibe state and then everything else becomes much easier. 
Because if you're constantly pushing and pushing and pushing, it's like you're constantly training yourself to think, well, I'm not good enough because I'm trying to prove myself. You don't have to prove yourself if you believe in yourself right from the get-go, right? A lot of our self-judgments come from a place of a lack of self-worth or in a lack of self-belief. So deep down, we don't believe that we're worthy of it. We don't believe that we're good enough. We don't believe that we're lovable. We don't believe that we have the self-belief and confidence to achieve what it is that we want to go after. So we want to work on those deep-seated belief systems and start to work on our self-worth. And one of those key things is actually acknowledging yourself and celebrating your successes. And I know it seems bizarre because it's like, well, how does that, how does that actually help to embody self-worth? Because if you embodied self-worth and you believe that you are worthy, you would actually take the time to acknowledge yourself. You would take the time to celebrate your success because you wouldn't need to prove yourself to whoever else or to whomever or whatever on the external, right? Because you would believe it from the internal that you are worthy and you are worthy. You were born worthy. No one is unworthy, right? So it's like, how can we take the time to really live from a place of feeling worthy now and then welcoming beautiful experiences and opportunities and abundance and achievements into our world and enjoy it along the way. And then once we've worked through all of that, it's about allowing yourself to be kind and find self-compassion. The more we can be more compassionate with ourselves, the less judgment the less space is available for the judgment, right? So it's about reframing the judgment as soon as it comes into your mind. So when you notice any form of judgment come into your mind, we obviously want to notice the external, start to notice, okay, so then what's the internal judgment I'm having on myself? And then reframe it to mean something else. So let's say that you notice somebody else's success and you think, oh, oh my God, they've just, how, I don't even know how they got there. They must be so lucky. And we look at, our internal judgment of that and it's like well does that mean that I don't believe that I'm good enough to have that luck why am I judging myself for not taking the action that she has taken why am I judging myself for not believing that what I'm putting out there is worthy what I'm putting out there is not good enough and then start to reframe it what I am putting out there is good enough I just have to believe it and the more I take care of myself and the more that I put my energy and effort into what I'm doing, the more that I will believe in it. And that's all that matters, right? So starting to reframe whatever the judgment is and reflect it back on what would you like to say to yourself? So if, and if you need to think about somebody else in that situation, so sometimes we find it much easier to find compassion for another human being than it is for ourself, especially if we've been judging ourselves for a long time. So in that situation, I would think, well, what would I say to my niece if she'd said that to about herself, that she wasn't good enough to put it out to the world? What would I say to her? I would say, yeah, you are. Your voice matters. And what you put out there is so worthwhile. So please continue to contribute because you are a light in this world. You get to do this. And if you are passionate about it, then you are the absolute right person to be putting it out into the world. So sometimes it's much easier to think about somebody else in that situation than reframe it and be kind to yourself and find that self-compassion. And then it's just a practice because the self-judgment has become a pattern and where, you know, we've practiced self-judgment for so long that if we want to eradicate that and like, we can't completely eradicate it because it's part of our normal negative bias um, because judgment is there as a fear mechanism to help us stay safe. So what we want to do is make sure that we're allowing, like finding the balance between allowing self-compassion to come into play in repeating 
and practicing self-compassion as often as possible so then there's less time and space for the self-judgment okay I think I've gone on about this for enough. Um, if you have any questions at all, please feel free to reach out to me via Instagram at Christine Corcoran underscore coach. This is very entwined. Like there's so much intertwined into self-judgment and I can't say that it's exactly the same for every single person because everyone has had different life experiences. So if you really struggle with self-judgment, feel free to reach out. I'm more than happy to have a conversation with you to try and uncover, you know, where that root cause is or what the unresolved issues are from the past that could be causing you to self-judge. So yeah, I really hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope to speak to you all next week. Thank you for listening and I hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Next Level Life podcast. I'd love to hear any takeaways that you've had from today's episode, so please share with me on Instagram and Facebook. And if you feel so moved, please pass this episode on to any friends or family that you feel may benefit from it. Looking forward to speaking with you next week and here's to taking your life to the next level.